Hello, everybody, and welcome to your Final Score Podcast, where you listen to the final word on any and all debate in sports today. With you, as always, is your boy Wyatt and Matty P. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. Um, Matty P., you were gone all weekend. I was. You went on a 4th of July vacation. How was it? Oh, it was awesome. I went to the, the mountains up in North Carolina, did a little Appalachian Trail, uh, walking, running. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. And if, it, if anybody has a chance to go up there, I, it's the, the scenery is crazy. Yeah, I haven't been up to the Carolinas since like 13, 14 years old, back in yeah. like middle school, high school areas. I went on a lot of road trips up there for martial arts competitions. It's beautiful up there. Um, what did you do for the fourth? I, I did nothing, Matty <laughs> P. I just I sat around. I uh, I cleaned the apartment a little bit. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Yeah. I did binge watch Stranger Things season three. It's a very good show, everybody. Go I ch- still haven't watched it yet. I won't say anything. No spoilers. Anybody in the comments today, don't talk about Stranger Things spoilers. We don't want any of that. Not for us and not for anybody else that's maybe right. watching the feed. Uh, but anyways, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. We have a loaded show today, and, and we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the United States Women's National Team who brought home the gold in the FIFA World Cup. Right. They just landed a, a couple of hours ago, they, apparently. They just landed from France. Uh, they won 2-0 over the Netherlands. It's a great, great game, great tournament for the women's national team. Right. Um, Matty P., I mean, they were they were awesome. They were. Uh Rapino uh, and Alex Morgan both played stellar throughout the whole tournament. Both had the same stats, uh, six goals, three assists, um, but they gave it to Rapino because she played less minutes. So hats off to both, both uh, the golden boot, golden boot winner and silver boot winner with uh, Alex Morgan and Rapino. Um, and it just it shows you how great you know women's soccer has been. You know, yeah. it's it's U.S. soccer is. Is we're the we're the best team. It's it's crazy. We're the best team. They start off the tournament with a thirteen nothing victory over Thailand, uh, and then Megan Rapinoe was the oldest woman to ever score a goal in our uh, score goal in the Women's Cup final at thirty four years old. I think she might be coming back to score at thirty eight too. Right. I think, I think next time around she's going to be back uh, yeah. with the shape that she's maybe maybe the fifth fifth World Cup for U.S. Yeah, maybe. I mean, this team is definitely uh, the start of a dynasty, and and I think they're going to be good for a long time. And on, right. the, other, on the other side, the, the men's team loses in the Gold Cup final to Mexico last night, so right. we had both ends of the spectrum. It was great. Yeah. Um, but moving on to what we really wanted to talk about today, which is Kawhi Leonard making his move to the Los Angeles Clippers. It was highly anticipated. A lot of people said it was going to be the Lakers or the Raptors, but he chooses the L.A. Clippers, and he's not going alone. He's taking Paul George with him. The Clippers able to pull off a huge deal. Right. Five first-round picks, two pick swaps, Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Danilo Gallinari all going to the Thunder to get Paul George. Matty P., what do you make of this move, and what does it mean for the Los Angeles Clippers? Well, it's that, that load is a lot. I, don't get me wrong. You know That's a lot of picks, a lot of, a lot of talent going. Um, but what the Clippers get in return is you know Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, a chance to compete for a championship. And with that Kawhi Leonard like move, it evens up the West. You know, look at all the teams that are there: Jazz, Denver, Portland, all have a chance to compete for, for a championship. And it's it's not the whole you know th- three team super team anymore. It's right. it's a two, it's two man, two and a half team. You know, Jazz have two and a half men. Denver has you know uh, an accumulation two, two, of talent. Accumulation of talent. So. It's it's an exciting team for it's time for the West, um, and if he if he did decide for the, to go to the, the Lakers, uh, which he had definitely it was a lot a lot of a lot of chance, a lot of chance thought, he had, thought he was gonna go into um, that that would have made a crazy sw- switch of power shift like yeah. L A Lakers if they don't win a championship it's kind of like you know a disappointment in their eyes, um, but 
yeah, it's back to the the, the two man. Like it's it's okay, it's okay to be two men, and and uh, I do give credit to, to the Clippers franchise. Um, I'm I'm super excited for the Kawhi Leonard and Doc Rivers um, uh, team up. Yeah. It's like I think he had great confidence in in Doc Rivers, um, and I don't think he wanted to go to the Lakers. Like Frank Vogel is a great coach, but Doc Rivers has that championship pedigree, and for him. And for the Clippers to grab Kawhi Leonard, it's 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 monumental for that franchise. Completely changes the game, right? Um, also, like Paul George, I'm I'm super excited for Paul George. He definitely has a chance to win a championship now. Um, yeah. he got it kind of got dusted off in in OKC with with Russell Westbrook. I never thought they would have a chance to win a championship with the, those two guys, but now with Kawhi Leonard coming off Toronto success. Um, it's going to be super exciting. You know, he, uh, Paul George is the MVP caliber player. Yeah, he, he, proved, he, he proved it last year. And he doesn't have to be the focal point. Kawhi Leonard is going to be the head, you know, the face of that franchise. And Paul George can just do his work, do his work, get those 30-point games, you know, get right. those. It's going to be – it's great for his his, his legacy. Um, uh, both guys coming to you know, hometown, both L- L.A. or California guys – and I'm super excited for the Clippers franchise. And one of the things that stuck out to me about Kawhi Leonard making that decision is everybody's seen that it was the Lakers or the Raptors, and it was a coin flip, that the Clippers right. were the third option. Um, but the Clippers, if you really think about it, what we know now, based on what we've you know, what we found out about Kawhi, is they offered four things. There was four things on his wish list, and they were the only team that offered all four of them. He wanted to play in L.A. He wanted to play for Max Money. He wanted to play and compete for championships, right. and he wanted to be considered. He wants to be considered one of the best players in the NBA, if not in league history. He wants to be recognized as one of the greats. He wants to be in that pantheon, and going to the Clippers offers him something that a lot of other players have never accomplished. Right. He already won a championship, the first championship in Toronto's history, the first championship in Canadian soil. And now he has a chance to go to the LA Clippers and do the very same thing for their franchise, for his hometown team. No, no player has ever won three championships with three different teams, three Finals MVPs, and no player has ever won two of two first championships for, right. for for teams. I mean, it's it's a legacy builder, and it's something that his resume will will gain. Like he his resume is already stacking up. He's already known as the dynasty killer. He right. took down two teams that were going for three peats. Now he has a chance to bring another team a championship and he gets to do it in his hometown. And right. I think I think being a great player is all about stories and all about like what is your story. And, and, Kawhi and his story will be great if he pulls this off. It'd be fantastic. I think the LA Clippers are a great destination for him because it puts the spotlight in LA. Like the NBA is gonna run through Los Angeles right. for the next several years. They have two superstars on each team competing against each other, and Kawhi Leonard is going against the best. LeBron James is the best player in the NBA. If anyone wants to debate that, we can do a whole other show. <laughs> He's the best player in the NBA. But this gives Kawhi the chance to go head-to-head in the same city right. and prevent LeBron from winning more titles. It's going to be great for the league. Right. Uh, I mean, Kawhi Leonard has a – like, if, if to be in that conversation, I think he has to win two or three championships – to be in that same realm as LeBron James, um, like evaluating like him going to the Clippers, bringing that champ or the championship to the, to the Clippers, you know, from a relevancy to relevancy, um, I think would be crazy. Like what what he did in Toronto, like you just said, what what he has potential to do in in LA for the Clippers, um, crazy. 
But LeBron James, if you're going to compare, you know, him and, and Kawhi Leonard down the line, I think LeBron James definitely has the edge. He's he's in he's in the realm as with MJ, you know, as, as being the best player ever. Uh, he's in the conversation. He's went to eight straight finals previously. Um, right. He won three championships. Um, if Kawhi Leonard has a chance to compete with those, get that guy or with with LeBron, that guy <laughs> with LeBron, um, it's he has to win consecutive champ or not consecutive but multiple championships in in, in the Clippers. Um, I understand that, that that story, having a great story in Kawhi Leonard, um, is 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 what we're looking for as as sports fans. Um, but it's it's. Yeah, he would have to do a lot more, I think, in my right. opinion. And he still has to go through the Los Angeles Lakers. He does. <laughs> a team that has, w- without getting Kawhi Leonard, the big thing was if they don't get him, they still have a lot of cap space to fill out that roster. And they've done just that. They've acquired Boogie Cousins. They've acquired Danny Green. They've acquired Avery Bradley today. Right. They bring back Rondo. They bring back KCP. They have Kyle Kuzma already. This is a team that, for the most part, is filled with veteran players. Maybe not all championship players or guys that have been on contending teams, but players that have played in the NBA. And those are the kind of teams that LeBron James wins with. He yeah. wins with teams. I mean, look at the Miami teams that won. They had a lot of veterans. He went to Cleveland. He he traded for Kevin Love because he didn't have any no interest in Andrew Wiggins. He wanted <laughs> guys that can win now. Right. And that's the same thing with this with this Lakers experiment. He shipped all the young guys out got guys around him that he knows that he can count on in a Western Conference playoffs that's going to be stacked. I mean, this this is something we talked about in the last episode was who's going to move out of that Western Conference to allow the Lakers to get in. Right. I think we found our answer. I think the Oklahoma City Thunder are clearly the team that's going to take a step back without Paul George. Matty P, who are your eight put or who are your eight teams in the new Western Conference? I I got to go with the Clippers. I think they're the front running for the championship. I got the Lakers at 2. Um, I got uh, three. I got the Jazz. I think the Jazz take that step with Mike Conley, uh, with the acquisition of Mike Conley. Uh, four of the Rockets. I think the Rockets are th- that four to five team, um, but I think they can stay at four. Uh, five, I got Denver. Uh, I think, you know, they were the second best team in, in the Western Conference by, by record last year. I, I think they have a little bit of drop off based on the talent in, in the West, but not, not too much. Uh, Portland at six. Uh, Golden State at seven. You know, a little bit different. Yeah. And uh, my sleeper team this year is definitely Dallas. I think Dallas takes that that step with Christos Porzingis, um, with uh, Luka Doncic. I think that's a great EuroLeague <laughs> team up. Um, and I think they make. I know they. They. I know they were the second worst team in the West last year. I. I, I get that. But I think. I think Kristaps gets over that, that injury. I think Luka Doncic keeps on excelling. And they they sneak in there at eight past the Spurs. Ooh, that's that's hard for me to. That's, uh, I don't know if I can jump on that one with Matty P. <laughs> My eight is a little bit different than yours. Uh, I'm taking the Lakers because you know I'm taking the Lakers at one. Uh, I know that the the Clippers had a better roster than the Lakers last year, and then they added two guys to it. But I just think the Lakers with LeBron James. I, I really think LeBron's going to have a season that is. No one's going to see coming. I, I yeah. think he is determined to come back and remind everybody why he's the best player in the league. I think the Lakers will be the number one team in the West. Clippers will come in at number two. I think Portland stays right where they're at at number three. They acquired Hassan Whiteside in that trade, 
add depth to that front court. I mean, I think that team is scary, especially if Nurkic comes back healthy. Utah at four, Denver at five, Houston at six, Golden State also at seven. And i got to disagree with you. I think San Antonio comes back at eight. Until Greg Popovich doesn't make the playoffs, I'm not betting against him, especially not with DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge coming back. Um, Well, that's our first half of our our segment today. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break for our Apple podcast and SoundCloud listeners. So when we come back, we're going to talk Zion Williamson and NBA Summer League action. A couple of Seminoles playing very well in the NBA Summer League. So for SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, you guys stay tuned. We'll be right back right after this. you guys are just now tuning in welcome back to your final score podcast uh we just wrapped up talking about Kawhi's choice to go to the la clippers and now we're going to talk some nba summer league um zion williamson did not have the biggest uh biggest debut that we all thought he was going to have and it also was announced that he's going to miss the remainder of summer league with a bruise knee they're taking heavy precautions to avoid an injury Uh, i think he already kind of had a bad knee anyways coming into the summer league obviously he had the injury during the regular season with Duke, but he we kind of been dealing with it already, so they just didn't want to have any more scares with the number one pick, which makes sense. Yeah. But he was kind of underwhelming. He had uh, 11 points in nine minutes. Uh, all four of his baskets were dunks. Uh, he looked very gassed. Yeah. Uh, looked he, very he, he was, out of shape. He was underwhelming. And, like, for a guy who's coming in the league and has all this, you know, craziness around him, uh, we keep saying that, but he didn't really perform in his first game of summer. I know that we might be overreacting on just a tad, but we saw what we saw on on the screen, and I I agree. I think he was he looked gassed. He looked he, he looked tired. Um, his jump shot is still not there. Apparently, he was overweight, right? Well, yeah. the, the combine they have him listed at two eighty five, but they said he could possibly be playing over two eighty five. Yeah, and, and and a guy like who's six seven can't be playing at three hundred pounds. Not right. the NBA. Right. Not consistently. I mean, that body's only going to hold up for so long. He needs to. He needs to. One. One. I forget who the announcer was. I think it was Seth Greenberg. Was talking about how if you're going to play at your size, size of a Zion Williamson, you have to do what LeBron James did. And LeBron James pays a million dollars a year for for his for his conditioning. <laughs> right. Right. Like he works on that. He's in, he invests in he himself invests, yeah. because he knows the, the way his body is built. He can't just. You keep you can't just keep putting on pounds. He's got to keep himself in shape. And right. Zion Williamson, with the way he plays, with that athleticism, it's going to wear him down. He right. has to he has to hit the gym, and he has to make that a priority more so than his than his fundamental game. All right to, to to keep like this athleticism for a long period of time. You know, a fifteen year career. Like exactly like if he if he's not taking care of his body, he's going to be you know a liability for New Orleans later in. Uh, Later in their franchise, yeah, I mean, they, Lonzo's already an injury-prone guy. Bi right. has his his blood clot issue, and then you got Zion, who, if he doesn't take care of himself, I mean, he's going to be in and out of the lineup. Yeah. So, I mean, you hey, got to take him at number one because he's high upside, but he just, you know, yeah, there's still it's, a lot of question marks. I Lonzo Ball last year in the summer league, how impressive he was. He had a what a tri- triple double a couple times or once yeah. or twice. Yeah, a couple times. Um, Zion Williamson, like 
I know he he had limited minute minutes, but like he he wasn't as effective as Lonzo Ball was back in the summer league. I know summer league is like summer league is summer league. Summer but, league is summer league, but it's since Zion was not impressive. <laughs> and there's other uh, guys as well that haven't played yet, um, or ha- ha- yeah, haven't played in summer league yet. John Morant, uh, Colbert haven't hasn't played. Darius Garland hasn't played. So there's still a lot of summer league left to play. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about watching these rookies. Two guys that did impress in the Summer League and guys we were very proud of, Terrence Mann and Fiondu Cabangeli for the LA Clippers, played great in their first two games. Me and you were both pretty critical of Terrence Mann. Out of love, out of respect, we love him. He's a seminal. Um, but we always, you know, wondered about, is he going to be like a top scorer? Like we, a lot of people, mainly because a lot of people told us, oh, he's, he's great. He's going to he's gonna be a top, you know, 20 pick. And we're like, no, 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 no. He's not yeah. going to be no top 20 pick. He is a guy who does it all, and he comes from a Leonard Hamilton system. He will rebound, he will pass, he will dribble, he'll create looks for other teammates, and that's exactly what he did in the two summer league games that he's played. He's actually been running point for the LA Clippers. I know. I mean, it's not something I ever thought he was going to do. What impressed you most by Terrence Mann? Uh, I'm just his passing ability. Like I know he's one of his uh, great qualities that we've t- talked about before is that he can pass well, and, um, and I think that's the best thing that kind of helps him transition in the NBA. Um, and he's finding open guys. Um, he doesn't have to shoot like ridiculous amount, but uh, yeah, his, his passing ability is really, I, I've, I've been impressed by that. I mean, he's a do-it-all guy. I mean, I think he's averaging the guy's numbers right here, averaging five and a half points a game, 11 and a half rebounds and four assists. If right. you can average. He had 14 s- rebounds in one game. Right. If you can average six, seven and five or whatever, I mean, that's going to help any team, especially a Doc yeah. Rivers team and the LA Clippers who, you're not going to need to score on that team. No. You're going to need to come in, play your part, you know, keep the lead or, you know, help bring the lead back, sustain yeah. the runs, and then keep your Terrence, team in it. Terrence Mann can be that eighth, eighth guy off the bench. That This is a role player. And he if he gets, like you said, if he gets six points, you know, a couple, like five rebounds and a couple assists, I mean, he's done his job. So One thing the Clippers, I think, are building with that team, with all of the picks that they have and all of the guys they've acquired, is defense. Defense yeah. is a priority. Oh. And they drafted two guys that play defense. They yeah. come from a Leonard Hamilton team that prides themselves on defense. Kevin Gelly, um, averaging 20 points a game, seven rebounds, has a couple of blocks. He's one of those guys that changed games on the defensive end for Florida State. Where do you see him fitting in with this roster on the Clippers? Oh, he's. I think he's going to help transition and be that, you know, a stretch four or five that like he can hit the three when when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George aren't necessarily on the floor I think he's a great guy that comes off the bench if it depends on how their lineup's going to be but uh yeah if he if he's if he's averaging 10 12 points a game uh hitting threes and and rebounding and a couple blocks here and there I mean another guy that like I think is a great it helps the Clippers a lot in this transition of like all this talent. Um, what what great guys to have two like defensive guys that just mesh well with Doc Rivers. You know, I I think it's they drafted well, not knowing that they were going to get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, but now after the fact, you know, in hindsight, like what great draft picks. <laughs> I mean, Leonard Hamilton guys will totally. I mean, they play in a system. Right. They they buy into a system, and now they're going to go to a Doc Rivers a head coach that plays in a system and that has certain philosophies on right. how the game yeah, should Patrick, be played and they fit. Patrick Beverly, uh, Lou Williams is there too. Like that's that's a I mean obviously that's my favorite to to uh, win it all, but like those two guys can just fit right in. 
Fucked yeah. it right in. Yeah, I like him. I, I think I was very impressed. I I haven't been able to watch. I mean, too many other of the top picks play. R.J. Barrett is the only top three pick to play. Zion's going to be out the rest of the summer. John Morant hasn't played because I think he has a foot fracture right. or some something going on with his foot. R.J. Barrett, he's been okay. He's put up a lot of shots. Right. Uh, he's trying to find his rhythm, and um, but he is a shot creator, man. He had a couple of highlights in that first game against Zion, where he was it was attacking the ball or not attacking the ball, attacking the basket and making plays. And I'm excited to watch R.J. Barrett. I, I, me and you talked about this already. R.J. Barrett is. You know, was the number one recruit coming out in his high school class uh, ahead of Zion Williamson, and I think I mean he might end up being the best of those three right. at the next level, and I, I'm excited to see what he does for the Knicks. I mean, he's gonna have, you know, he's gonna have all the reins up in New York. Like, who else do they got? You yeah, know, so the scoring options. They're they're gonna have. To, he might have to take like 25, 30 shots a game. No, that's too many. But you know what I'm saying? It's they, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have a lot more load than most rookies, I, I believe. Um, do you want to look over some comments? And Yeah, uh, we've pretty much finished uh, our show for today. We're going to go ahead and, for our Apple Podcast and SoundCloud listeners, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Not sure what we're going to talk about. We'll probably get to baseball now that you know, basketball is finally winding down. Um, make sure you tune in for the Home Run Derby, obviously. Peace out, guys. Thank you guys for joining us. Go Knowles, as always. Go Knowles. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. See ya.